1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to
2: NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. James Coe here alongside NFL.com senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano. A great show in front of us today. It's Thursday. So we're going to talk Thursday Night Football in just a moment. And, Mike, you reveal more of your starts and sits of the week as well. Yeah, and I have a couple of players in there that you think are must starts, but maybe not. Okay,
3: I like it. Maybe not.
2: That's called a tease, my yeah, friend. call that a tease in our business. All right, one of your top headlines for the day. News out of Tampa this week. Running back Doug Martin was a full participant in practice this week. Nothing definitive, but it does appear as if he will play in week four. Fabs, week one, nine carries, nine rushes. How confident are you playing him this week? Well, confident? I don't know about that, but you do have six teams off this
3: week. True. And it's a good matchup. The Steelers have not been good against the run, and they're down a couple of linebackers Mm. as well. So, if he plays for the Buccaneers, He's probably got to play for you, even if it's just a flex start. Do you
2: think he's in a timeshare with Bobby Rainey?
3: No, I think he'll be the guy. As long as he's healthy, I think Martin's going
2: to be the guy in that backfield. Interesting. All right, so we're going to have much more headlines in just a bit as well. But first, it's Thursday, so we got to talk Thursday night football. A big game for the NFC East. Giants on the road, taking on Washington.
1: Thank you kindly my friend. Yes tonight Rashawn Jennings looks to continue his hot streak on Thursday night in the nation's capital while Kirk Cousins and the Redskins look to jump on that Giants. Shaky defense. Molly Karim teamed up with Adam Rank and Elliott Harrison. So two NFC East opponents facing off outside of D.C. tonight. Adam, Kirk Cousins was one of fantasy's hottest pickups this week. Of course. Which quarterbacks would you start over him in week four? Well,
4: that's a good question because I don't want to give them the keys to the starters club just yet. But when you look <laughs> at some of the names like Tony Romo, I would start Cousins over him. I'd start him over Cam Newton. And even Tom Brady is mm-hmm. tough as it is to admit at this point in my life that, yes, I would be starting Kirk Cousins over Tom Brady. And really, the big reason why is because Cousins looks like the perfect fit for Jay Gruden's offense. We've been talking about this for the last two weeks, that this is a guy who just seems his accuracy just lends himself to this offense, similarly to the way Andy Dalton did when he was there in Cincinnati. So, again, a great pickup, but not somebody. I'm not starting him over Phillip Rivers. I'm not starting him over Nick Foles or anything like that. But some of those other big names, yeah, I feel feel pretty pretty confident with him tonight.
1: And as you mentioned, not only is he accurate, he's decisive. And that's got to help Pierre Garçon's productivity, right, Elliot?
5: For sure. And when Adam says at this point in his life, I'm like, wow, this has really got heavy. Well, I guess at the yeah, juncture that I'm it. It, in, at my, my personal stage, uh, Pierre Garçon is who I'm going to go with. 181 targets, is tied for the most among all wide receivers since the start of 2013. That's what we call volume play. So, really, you should be starting this guy with everybody. Now, looking at my own bench, I, I, I'm not really wanting to play Victor Cruz over a guy like Pierre Garcon. Even Keenan Allen makes me wonder.
1: Alfred Morris is just tremendous at home, Adam. Oh yeah.
5: Oh
4: my God. Do you remember the the, the time of our lives when he was a goal line back? <laughs> it was two weeks ago, but it was one of the special moments. And you talk about a young man's transition into adulthood. This was mm. it. But of course, Freddie Morris, great. Tech. He's great. He's great in between the tackles. And as you said, he's great at home. 11 touchdowns in his last 11 home games. So hopefully he punches one in here against the Giants tonight. But again, he's one of those guys you start week in and week out. He's a fantastic play. I have no problems with him.
1: You guys make me smile. You're so silly. <laughs> All right, your projections here for the Washington Redskins. Tell me, gentlemen, where are we degree, uh, Agreeing, agreeing <laughs> and disagreeing? Let's try that again. And pretty much looking pretty similar, except for uh, Alfred Morris there. Big discrepancy. I just
4: have him getting a touchdown, that's all. That's the big thing to me is that I just don't have him projected as a touchdown. I hope, you know, for all the fantasy enthusiasts, and I have him in a league too, I'm just not, you know, it's the Redskins. I'm just not confident it. about it.
1: I get it. You're not getting a ride in uh his sweet car.
4: No, no. I've never been in Bentley, but it's someday.
1: Someday. someday. All right. For the Giants, Rashad Jennings has been by far the team's most consistent fantasy contributor. Does that trend continue tonight, Elliot? Another career day for him? What do yeah, we think?
5: Yeah, you know, I, I think if there's one giant that you need to play a visiting team on Thursday night, this is it. You know, as a man gets older, Adam, sometimes his workload and responsibility I can't take the
1: two of you. increases. <laughs> and I
5: think that's what's happened here, Rashad Jennings he got a little bit older, and now he's getting 22.7 wow. carries per game. You remember when you were that age? He's got 22.7 carries. He's a wow. young 29, though. That's yeah. the great
4: thing about I'm him. i here to really.
5: keep you both young. He really is, but seriously, 23 carries a game. Who gets 23 carries a game anymore? And Once again, just like Garcon, volume play, this is your best option, Adam, for a Giants player on Thursday night. Very true, because
1: Adam, I don't want to jinx things. You know? I'm okay. sorry to cut you off, but we need to uh-huh. get into Victor Cruz here. All but right. uh, the Giants have found a passing game.
4: Maybe the, the only problem is, is if they have found a passing game, I still wouldn't play any of the Giants passing participants mm. in this game. Because oh. if you look at Eli you when you look at his history against the Redskins, it's not very good. He's thrown for more than one touchdown pass in a game against the Redskins once in his entire career. So I can't
5: really trust that Cruz is going to do it.
1: So guess who leads the team in receptions and targets? One, Larry Dinell.
5: Yeah, Larry Dinell. It's funny how guys become, like, well-known because of fantasy. Like, 15 years ago, nobody would know who Larry Dinell is. And now we're talking about him every week. He was was in high school. It's like this dude is Antonio Gates and Ozzie Newsome and Mike Dicka all put together. I don't have huge projections for him. I think visiting teams on Thursday night, Adam, the data is there. Fantasy points are generally suppressed. It's got to be suppressed somewhere. If it's not going to be Rashad Jennings, then where's it going to be? I think the tight end position.
1: Yeah. This is like story time with Adam, Elliot, and Molly at the yeah. public library. All right. <laughs> here is the Thursday night football projections for the New York football Giants. Guys, what am I seeing here? We're pretty pretty similar here.
4: Yeah, no touchdown receptions for Cruz or Donnell, and then Jennings, the one doing the yes. uh, lion's share of the moving the ball between the 20s, possibly getting into the end zone.
1: And as I say every week, I enjoy when you guys agree because then it makes my life easier yeah. making these decisions. <laughs> All right, if we want to go Adam Rank danger zone danger status zone. here, people, who's a sleeper you can think about a plugging into this matchup?
4: Niles Paul. If you have some mm-hmm. troubles with the tight end position, which a lot of us do, Niles Paul is a pretty good option. Speak Dwayne, Allen, Dwayne Allen's number one, but
5: Niles Paul would be my number two. I like the Redskins' defense. Uh, You know, we talk about the Giants uh, having suppressed fantasy points on a Thursday night. I think the Redskins' defense is somebody you can go on the waiver wire right now, plug and play, especially if you're one of the teams like the Bengals, Broncos, Browns, Rams, Cardinals on on a bye. And if you're going to be one of those people who just shuffles in the defenses each Mm
4: -hmm. and every week, defaulting to the Thursday night home team is always going to be a great option. Yes.
1: Yeah, no question there. And you guys know I'm looking forward to this one. Before we go, anything else you're really excited about here?
5: Just our development as uh, older gentlemen. Oh, uh, oh, my gosh. Doing okay. a memoir of the okay. show, actually.
1: Enough. Let's move on. <laughs> did all did right. You tonight, Eli Manning in the Giants take on new starter Kirk Cousins, Alfred Morris, and the Redskins football starts here. Giants-Redskins. That's tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. And be sure to tune in to us, Fantasy Live, again tonight, 2 a.m. Eastern, for all the fallout from TNF. James, it's all you, my friend.
2: All right, thanks, guys. Let's turn our attention to the latest headlines once again as we look ahead to the weekend. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Lovie Smith said that there's a good chance that quarterback Mike Glennon will start week four. Josh McCown is going to be recovering from a thumb injury. The Bucs are taking on the Steelers, who are missing several key defensive players as well. Fabs, what do we expect Uh, with the Bucs offense with Mike Glennon at the helm?
3: Well, I think they're going to run the ball a lot with Doug Martin, assuming he plays. Maybe this is a good thing for Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans, although I wouldn't start either one of these guys this week mm. because Josh McConnell was not good. Again, a product of Mark Trestman's system last year, a journeyman quarterback for most of his career. So maybe this is a good thing for that Buccaneers pass attack. We'll see. Not playing Vincent Jackson, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. On the road, he has not been good. And honestly, he hasn't
2: been good anywhere so far this season. Right. Absolutely a big-time disappointment. All right, let's head to Miami where the magic between Dolphins head coach Joe Philbin and quarterback Ryan Tannehill – well, it seems to be dwindling a little bit. Uh, yeah, Tannehill says he expects to start. Fams, whether it's Tannehill or even Matt Moore, does it matter when it comes to Mike Wallace or Lamar Miller? I, I don't think so.
3: I'd still rather see Tannehill in there. Uh, he's got a bigger arm, and I think there's more upside with him. Wallace is still going to start as a number two or three. Lamar Miller, same thing, RB2, flex starter. It's a really good matchup for Miller against the Raiders. They have not been good against the run this season. Overall, I've been pretty impressed with Bill Lazor's offense. Have you? Well, so far, so good in terms of scoring fantasy points. Mike Wallace has been good. Lamar Miller's been pretty good. Mm -hmm. But the quarterback position, which I thought would be much better, Tannehill we're speaking about, he has not really
2: played up to par from a fantasy perspective. He's not scoring points. And, oh, by the way, before he got hurt, Noshawn Moreno was also performing admirably as well. In Houston, Texas head coach Bill O'Brien said this week running back Arian Foster will likely be a dreaded Game time decision. And as always, we'll have the latest on his status Sunday morning on NFL Fantasy Live. Be sure to watch us there. In the meantime, how should his owners handle this situation? Alfred Blue, a very right, exactly. Name.
3: Exactly. Don't turn my brown eyes blue. You've got to pick him <laughs> up if you have Aaron Foster. Here's the good thing. The Texans play early on Sunday, so if Arian is a late and active in that afternoon game, well, you can plug in Alfred Blue, or you can plug in another running back that you may have on your roster because uh, there are going to be plenty of those guys. It's not a late game, so you're not so hamstrung by that late game. Hamstrung? Yes. Right. Arian Foster?
2: There you go. Uh, You you know, (laughs) I I tried to throw it in there and see if you wouldn't catch it, but you did. He's pretty good. Uh, Listen, let's say he is a play. We're talking about Arian Foster. Are you you still comfortable playing him? Got to play him. Uh, He is one of the few featured backs around the National Football League,
3: and if the Texans are confident enough for him to play with his hamstring injury, I think you got to play him as
2: well. He's going to see a lot of touches in the contest. It's a bye week feeling. I tell you what, if there weren't so many teams on the bye, I'm scared to play him, but you're right. If he's in, you got to play him. Six teams
3: off, you got to play him.
2: Absolutely. All right, one more thing to keep in mind. Week four marks the start of bye weeks across the league, and in that vein, a whopping six teams are not in action it's a this tough week. week. James. Cardinals, Bengals, Browns, Broncos, Seahawks, Rams. Look, there's a lot of guys. Gio Bernard not playing. Even all Peyton the Broncos. Mancos. Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, Julian not playing. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Marshawn Lynch. Lynch not playing. Zach Stacy out of there as well. And of course, for some good bye week fill-ins, we're going to take a look at the waiver wire later on in the show. You don't want to miss that. Plus, some of the game's best have some of the worst matchups this Sunday. Do you play them versus tough defenses, or is the risk too great? We're helping you sort through that in Week Four. But first, who's the better running back for Week Four? Struggling starter Frank Gore or waiver wire pickup Donald Brown? It's an interesting question. We're going to debate it when NFL Fantasy Live continues.
1: Tomorrow, Sean Taylor was a promising young star who played with reckless abandon, but an unspeakable tragedy took him before his time. Sean Taylor, a football life tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Time now for coaching decisions presented by Lenovo. Hello again. And a little over three weeks into the season, you've got some fantasy coaching decisions to make. Do you start an early season pickup or one of the struggling stars you spent a draft pick on? Fabs, we start with you in the backfield. Are you going with your guy Donald Brown, who you've hyped all week, or the old faithful Frank Gore?
3: I do like Gore this week, but I like Donald Brown more. This is a great matchup against the Jaguars. They've given up more fantasy points to running backs than any team in the National Football League, so you would figure more people would go out and pick up Donald Brown, but he's still available in about 70% of NFL.com leagues. Guys, pick him up now. We have six teams on a bye. This running back has a better matchup than anyone else in this position. I'm starting him in several leagues this week. Get him active against the Jags.
1: Yeah, and forget the matchup. Also, Woodhead and Matthews both banged up, right. so a huge opportunity for him to get the bulk of the- carries let's move on to the wide receiver position Elliot who would you start Kelvin Benjamin or T.Y. Hilton
5: well I love me some T.Y. I think he's still going to end up having a great fantasy year even if he's off to a slow start but I like Kelvin Benjamin in this game Kelvin Benjamin it, it, he's a great target because even when he's covered he's open he's a size mismatch for defensive backs they have no problem going to him and I was just talking to Adam off camera man what if this team had kept Steve Smith and had Benjamin wow. and Greg Olson at tied in I, I think the Ravens uh, have some struggles back there. They've given up almost 600 yards to wide receivers, and they played the Browns. Mm-hmm. they played the Steelers, who, yeah, have Antonio Brown, but those teams aren't loaded at wide receiver. Uh, Ravens have had some troubles in the secondary.
1: Yeah, but uh, Kelvin Benjamin, clearly Cam's go-to guy there. Let's move on to the tight end position. Are we going with Dwayne Allen? Would you start Dwayne Allen or Jason Witt?
4: I'm going with Dwayne Allen, and the whole thing that I'm going to base this on is production. Dwayne Allen has been one of the most productive tight ends this season as you see he's had a receiving touchdown in three of his last four games played and he is the guy that Andy Luck is looking for when they get near the red zone. So and you compare him to Jason Witten who just hasn't put up the production. He's only being started in name value. If you just looked at the numbers you wouldn't hesitate to put Dwayne Allen into your lineup and he's available in a lot of fantasy leagues and you look at all the guys who are injured or struggling this season and to think that Dwayne is still out there it's it's mind boggling. Here are some of the other guys our top ten tight ends heading into this week. Of course, there I have, I have Dwayne Allen a little bit higher on my list. Martellus Bennett is another great start, Zach Ertz. Greg Olson is another guy who stands up to me. To your point, Elliot, I really believe the Ravens are going to do whatever they can to shut down Kelvin Benjamin. They're going to stick up for Triple S. So, Greg Olsen, or Greg Olson has <laughs> both of them they have great All
1: right, great plays there at the tight end position with all the buys this week. Let's move on to the wide receivers Elliot who's kind of standing out to you entering uh, week 4 here.
5: Well, I can't lie to you Molly. Dramatic pause. I'm ready for this. You, you sure you're ready for it? Yeah. I tell you what. I see these guys, and I think it's Dez. I mean, Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. against the Jets is a great matchup. The Jets secondary is obviously awful, but we could pick Megatron every week. I like Dez Bryant. I like Julio Jones on the road, even with Matt Ryan's poor road numbers, and I always like Alshon Jeffrey. The Packers can be had on the back end.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm with you with Des, though. That uh, New Orleans secondary hasn't been great here in fantasy. And let's move on to the running backs, Fabs. Who are you liking?
3: Alfred Morris, uh, he is he's way up there. Home. Eddie Lacy, we have him ranked very highly, despite the fact that he's done nothing this year. That's because of the matchup against the Chicago Bears. And Arian Foster It's likely going to be a game time decision. So if you have Arian Foster, make sure you also pick up Alfred Blue. And be insured at that position.
1: Let's not forget, Matt Forte owned Green Bay the last couple of years. And we move on to the quarterbacks here. We have Drew Brees at Dallas. That's got to be a nice play, guys. Yes. Uh, um, especially that matchup, that defense struggling. And Andy Locke, as I'm just going to follow suit with you listen, here against we're, Tennessee. We're bodies from <laughs> All right, good stuff, guys. For all our expert rankings at every position, check out nfl.com slash fantasy rankings. So that was Coaching Decisions presented by Lenovo. Thank you, gentlemen. And remember, if you make the best coaching decisions all year long in your, in your nfl.com fantasy league, you could be our fantasy coach of the year, and you can win the ultimate fantasy football coaching experience. Just check out nfl.com slash fcoi to learn more. Coming up, just because they have this week off doesn't mean they can't help you later in the year. We've got four players you can store on your bench for later in the season. Plus, we get more questions about the quarterback and tight end positions than we know what to do with. But ask and you shall receive people. We're helping you fix two troublesome roster spots. That's next on NFL Fantasy Live. Come on back, won't you?
2: Do you have a tough decision in fantasy football this week? When don't you? Check out NFL.com's Fantasy Genius tool. Ask the world who to start, bench, add, drop, and more. Get your questions answered or weigh in yourself and make your voice heard at NFL.com slash genius. All right, back with you on NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Guys, when we look through Fantasy Genius or on our Twitter account, we get a bunch of questions about Quarterbacks, Always quarterbacks, especially during these bye weeks. Oh, yeah. Complicating matter, matters further is that two big-name NFC South QBs have really struggled away from home. Here, take a look at Matt Ryan's numbers. Last oh, four home and road games. At home, a statistical monster. But look at those interceptions, those turnovers he has on the road. So fantasy points per game, uh, 20 at home, 14 on the road. Not good. Look at Drew that. Drew Brees. I mean, this is a stark contrast, 25 points at home. Breeze didn't even average 16 fantasy points in his first two games on the road this year. It's crazy. Uh, And we're almost at the point now where you do have to ask a very difficult question considering the price that you've paid for these guys. Can you play Breeze? or Ryan, or how comfortable are you playing
3: them on the road? Well, Breeze I think is a different situation than Matt Ryan. I know he hasn't been good on the road, but they're playing the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't bench a quarterback playing the Dallas Cowboys unless, you know, maybe it's Ryan Tannehill or someone like that, but Breeze is a guy that you've got to roll with here. You've got to roll with him in what could be a
2: high-scoring game. Look, Atlanta's on the road versus Minnesota. Last year, the Vikings were the absolute worst defense uh, in terms of quarterbacks. They gave up 22 points per game on average. The Saints on the road versus Dallas. Guess what? Last year, they were the second most forgiving defense to (laughs) quarterbacks. So, again... Uh, when we talk about Matt Ryan,
5: Elliot, how comfortable are you playing him this week versus Minnesota? Totally, totally comfortable. I mean, I, I get what you're trying to say here, yes. but but the Vikings defense played a Patriots team that got turnovers and ran the ball. So, yeah, Tom Brady didn't have a lot of passing yards because he didn't need to. Saints were in control that game last week. They didn't need Drew Brees to throw for 500 yards. I, I think the Vikings secondary can be had by Matt Ryan and those receivers.
4: Plus, they don't have a running game in Atlanta. You know, they're not really going to do? go to Steven Jackson all game. Of course he's going to throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> worry about it. Uh, they are thinking a, about it too th- But they do have a three-headed rusher. attack. You're going to Springfield your mind out of this. Springfield right, nine, go. I should say.
2: All right, let's talk about Jay Cutler. He's the fourth high-scoring quarterback in fantasy right now.
4: Pretty surprising. But can he keep it up? And we'll go to our why Chicago is, guy. Why is it so surprising that Jay Cutler <laughs> is sitting there with Mark Trestman and putting up huge numbers when he's got Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey in here, Martellus Bennett catching touchdowns. Oh, yeah, by the way. Matt Forte is their running back. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I understand people they look at the smoking and Jay Cutler memes and make fun of him and think he's a jerk. But you know what? All the guy does is put up fantasy points, and this team's just going to continue to get better. They do have a, they got a couple of tough games coming. Their schedule makers did them no favors in the coming weeks, but at the end of the season, this guy's going to be blowing doors off fantasy league titles.
2: Well, it's interesting because I think uh, Elliot, and maybe you can chime in here, but uh, when you watch the real life games. He he struggles for long stretches yeah, of games, does. but fantasy-wise, he does okay. Can, yeah. So I guess that's the question. Can, can he
5: sustain this fantasy exercise? Well I agree that with Adam that people insult him, like they insult him for his hair not ever sweating. I can't think of <laughs> what <so> analysts, <laughs> whatever analyst whatever analysts ever. Because he says never that. sweats. <laughs> he looks like he's in a shampoo commercial, like every like the fourth quarter. Like, didn't he even play? I wish it, I had that. That play. aside, right. when you have big red zone targets like he does. He's got three trees running around out there. Think about it. Marshall, Alshon, Jeffrey, and Bennett are all size advantages uh, for the offense. Also, I get it. Matt Forte is not having a great year. But you know what? Teams also load up to stop Matt Forte. As soon as they start playing in dime, guess who's going to start having great fantasy production? Matt Forte. Uh, Phil
2: Rivers and his Bolo are the seventh-highest-scoring fantasy quarterback in the game Easy right now. There. Ahead of Breeze, ahead okay. of Aaron Rodgers, ahead of Matt Stafford. The Chargers at home versus Jacksonville. Uh, Here's a good question for you, Fabs. Mm -hmm. Would you feel comfortable playing Rivers over Breeze this
3: week? I actually would feel comfortable because I really like this matchup. I would start Rivers and sit the bolo tie. I'm not into that whole thing. But what a matchup this is against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have a lot more fantasy points to quarterbacks than any other team in the National Football League. Rivers, three passing touchdowns in three of his last four home games. To me, this is a no-brainer.
5: You start Philip Rivers. It's funny, Philip Rivers tweeted me, told me he's not into your Express suits. I know he's not.
2: Uh, (laughs) What uh, about my
3: Banana Republic
5: suits? I like those. those? those. Ben
2: Roethlisberger, I like. Yes. Well, hey, listen, a a great real-life quarterback, not so much in fantasy. It might surprise some people because he's a big-name guy, but he's currently your twenty, number twenty fantasy
5: quarterback. Elliot, can he recover? I think that he can because he's playing at a high level in reality. In other words, we're not talking about someone who's struggling in reality and we're trying to make him a fantasy quarterback. This is kind of a Troy Aikman conundrum. Troy Aikman was a great quarterback, terrible fantasy quarterback. How do you expect Ben Roethlisberger to put up big numbers in Carolina when the running game is running for two bills? Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to do. That's I think Tampa Bay is a good matchup. It's not a great matchup. I don't see Roethlisberger going off for 25 points, but it's will really he get tough. you that at least that viable
3: 15 or over? I think that he will. Ten touchdown passes in his last four home games against the NFC, though
2: he could give you 20.
3: Interesting. But again, if Le'Veon
4: Bell and Legarrette Blount are running crazy. That takes away his wide points. Why throw?
2: It will limit. All right, fantasy owners really need help at tight end this week as well. If your tight end is injured or on a bye, what can fantasy owners do to fix up that spot?
4: Well, there's a number of guys you can go to. If you look at the waiver wire, Dwayne Allen is one of the ones that jumps sure. off the page. And you also got guys like Niles Paul and, you know, people like that. If you play, you know. So Dwayne Allen, though, stands out to me. We always had that uh, romanticized version of what was going to happen when Kobe Fleener and Andrew Locke, college teammates, were going to mm. get together. But once... Once he got to Indianapolis, it was all Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen's the better athlete. How about Dennis Pitta now lost for the
2: season? Owen Daniels steps in. Uh, He's already had two touchdowns and seems to have an okay report. Oh, by the way, Greg Kubiak, the offensive coordinator there, his head coach in Texas. Uh, How much, uh, you know, should fantasy owners rely on Owen Daniels, Fabs? Uh,
3: Honestly, I mean, I liked Owen Daniels like three years ago, but I I know he's going to see more targets in this offense. But number one, this is a bad matchup. The Panthers have not allowed a receiving touchdown to tight ends all year long. They've allowed two or fewer receiving touchdowns in eight of their last nine road games. And so that just doesn't bode well for Owen Daniels. Are the targets going to be there? They could be. But I think you can find better options off the waiver wire. Like, like Rank said, Dwayne Allen is a better option, I believe, this week uh, than, than Owen Daniels. He's worth picking up. I'm not playing him this week. Don't sleep on Delaney either. Delaney Walker is a much fun play also. Just Just what, what if Chaz won? Whitehurst
2: is the quarterback? Uh, I know, no bueno. Check down Charlie. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> to the uh, tight end. Listen, still to come, we're getting you set for the weekend with Michael Fabiano Starts and Sits. You don't want to miss his list of guys. He says you have to sit on Sunday. And if your roster needs a boost in the form of a fantasy-free agent, we got you covered there as well. Our top spot starts and more. NFL Fantasy Live returns.
1: And here's a look at some notable players on a bye, The top ten here: Marshawn Lynch, uh, Giovanni Bernard, and some I'm other sure guys. Glad Terrence West.
3: That I'm going to be playing teams that have Peyton Manning this week.
1: Yeah.
3: It's a good week to play those teams.
1: Yeah, you're going to enjoy that. So who can step up to replace those stars? Time to hit the waiver wire. Guys, at this point, there's a a lot of targets are gone, but there's still some in the free agent pool fabs. Who can you pick up and play this week?
3: Well, I'm surprised that Kyrie Robinson is still available in about half of NFL.com leagues, which is amazing to me. He's a starting running back in the National Football League during a week when you have six teams on a bye. He's playing against the Cowboys. I really like Pierre Thomas in this contest, but Robinson's also a really good play. He could be a low RB, 2 and he's definitely a flex starter against this Dallas defense.
1: Yeah, great matchup for him. And uh Rank, you're going with the Steelers number 2 guy there who also has a great matchup.
4: Yeah, I hate to be that guy who watched the Buccaneers get smoked on Thursday night football last week and be like, "Oh, I've got to start a Steelers receiver this week." And yet here I am, starting Marcus Wheaton. But I do like the matchup, of course, because the Bucs have allowed so many fantasy points this season, but I really do like the upside of Wheaton because when you're in these type of situations that's what you're looking for who's got a good quarterback who's got a good matchup and who's got a lot of upside Wheaton's got all three and again in weeks where you're really missing out on some of those big names I'm, I'm comfortable sliding them in there Big think Ben's playing well too
1: and, Elliot, you like uh, the Jets here against the Lions. Ly- you like the Lions' defense, let yeah. say. Let me get yeah, this no, straight I, I, with I, a banged-up right. Eric you Decker. Right. And
5: I, I like the Jets to give the ball away, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes
5: trying to pick a defense is like the Kobayashi Maru, you know, for me, Adam. I'm just uh, just saying. But the, the Lions' defense. Yeah, the Kobayashi Maru. You know, it's a real test trying to pick out the right fantasy defense to play. But I like Detroit on the road. I just think that Geno Smith has had the propensity to turn the ball over, and you have to play the percentages. I know, Fabs, are big on playing the trends. Lions run defense great, right? So you're not going to be able to run Chris Ivory 25 times in the line, which means Geno's going to have to make plays. Right. It's more about Geno. being prone to turnovers. There you go. Mm -hmm. Done and
1: done. And inconsistency. All right, let's get into some players who have week four buys that you should stash on your bench. You can grab these guys, hold on to them, and we start with Browns wide receiver uh, Andrew Hawkins. I don't know why
3: people are dropping him in PPR leagues especially. This guy's on pace for 112 catches, okay? That's not a mistake. 112 catches, guys. If he's been dropped in your PPR leagues, please pick him up. And stash him and then use him. He's gonna be solid all year long, at least until Josh Gordon comes back for the Cleveland Browns. He has had no fewer than six catches in any Mm -hmm. game this year. Go get him.
1: And you see there, 10 plus targets in each game this season, and yeah, clearly a PPR monster. Let's move on to the rookie receiver there, Adam Rank. John Brown, three TDs so far this John year. John
4: Brown, the only receiver for the Birds there who has caught a touchdown pass this season. I like this kid. It goes all the way back to the, to the uh, springtime. Springtime. To the summertime. <laughs> we we're talking about training camps, and the Cardinals were very bullish about him, and we talked about him extensively during those August shows about somebody to watch, and somebody who, of course, he's going to be a little bit inconsistent because he is a rookie receiver, but has really drawn the attention of the quarterbacks, both Carson Palmer, Drew Stanton, so, if you're looking for somebody, a little bit of a uh, sleeper played later later on down the road. Of course, the Cardinals are on a bye this week. They've got the Broncos in week five. So, he's not going to pay off immediately,
5: but somebody who should be on your bench.
1: Crazy. He's been doing more than Larry Fitz. Elliot we keep hearing that Jeremy Hill is going to be more involved in the Cincy offense. Well,
5: I, I think that he already is somewhat involved. But, you know, I'm just looking at the percentages here. Fab's suggestion to Hawkins, only owned 22.4% NFL.com leagues. Adam Rank's a suggestion to John Brown, 4.7%. Uh, Jeremy Hill, not as low, 65% owned. I want to know who the 34% are that don't think this guy is worthy of a bench spot. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you want to plug him in when when other teams are on the bye and the Bengals aren't. That's why I'm suggesting you pick up a guy right now on the bye week, stash him on your bench, and then when your other guys are on a bye, plug him in your flex. Why
1: not? Fabs, how about Brian Quick, the number one guy there in St. Louis? How about Brian Quick? Right now, he's not
3: even owned in 90% of NFL.com leagues, but he's on pace for over 70 catches and over 1,200 yards. I know he's a Rams wide receiver. Typically, they don't put up big numbers, at least not since the days of Torrey Holden, Isaac Bruce. But this is a guy who has been putting up good numbers this season, scored a touchdown against the Cowboys. Go out, grab him, and stash him away on your roster. He's been productive.
1: Yeah, he does lead the team in both receptions and receiving yards. So clearly – the guy there, even if it is the Rams. All right, we'll be back with some tricky matchups for your starting lineup. Don't go away. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
2: With NFL Now, you can watch the news and highlights of your favorite teams and your favorite fantasy players on all of your connected devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. An absolutely great app. You gotta get it. All right, I'm James Coe alongside Elliott Harrison, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Maverick himself, Adam Rank (laughs) here as well. This week, like every week, we got highly drafted players going up against very tough defenses, guys. But we're also at the point now where you don't necessarily have to play those guys in bad matchups. Fabs, we're going to start with you. Reggie Bush versus the Jets.
3: Not a great matchup. No, and Reggie was really good last week. We all thought it was going to be Joyke Bell. The Joyke was on us because Reggie Bush was the guy the who scored the us. fantasy points. I tried to get that in there once so in a bad. while. I wow. know it was bad. I'm not a comedian. So the matchup here against the Jets is – it can't be any worse. The Jets have a lot of the fewest fantasy points of running backs this season. Zero touchdowns in four career games against the Jets, and Reggie Bush has also put up fewer than 80 scrimmage yards per game in those four games. So Reggie Bush is not a guy that I would start with confidence in standard leagues. If I'm in a PPR league, yes. you probably have to go with him. But in standard leagues, this is one to avoid. Uh, give me some projections for Reggie Bush, would he? I will. Asking you shall receive, my friend. (laughs) I'm going with 6.1 fantasy points. Maybe he gets you three or four catches out of the backfield, which would add to that PPR value. But overall, I am not expecting Reggie Bush to put up a big stat line like he
2: did last week. I agree with you. You know, I'd be surprised if he picked up a rushing touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up a receiving touchdown, though. All right, uh, Elliot, Shady McCoy on the road versus the Niners. The Niners are the third stingiest uh, defense to fantasy running
5: back. See, you can't even get it out. I you can't even get it
2: out. And how
5: then, confident are you playing with Sean I, 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 Listen, I'm using the eyeball test All here, right. okay? Uh, DeMarco Murray ripped the Niners' defense in week one, but he fumbled, so that hurt his fantasy points. Uh, week two, uh, Jake Cutler, how many touchdown passes that Four. game? Four. Right. Four. Right. He wasn't looking for Matt Forte when they got inside the 20. They were throwing the football. Last week, Andre Ellington has not been playing healthy, so... I'm watching the 49ers defense. This unit doesn't look anything like the group that we've been accustomed to the last three years. Uh, LaShawn McCoy can not only do it running the ball, he can do it receiving. Who generally covers running backs out of the backfield? Linebackers, right? Linebackers. Where do the 49ers get their pass rush if they get any? Linebackers. Who's going to be covering LaShawn McCoy? That's Who's my question. Decimated by injuries at the linebacker position. 49ers. There you go, Navarro. And there you go. How about some uh, projection? I'm going around 15. I've got 15.3, 90 rushing yards, 26 yards receiving. Uh, I think he's going to throw halfback option, guys. <laughs> I love I, it. I do. I think he's going to. I gonna, love it. But I'm afraid <laughs> that he's going to check down and go eight okay. yards to Riley Cooper. Are you sure? Is Is that's that I
4: think it. See, I have. Darren Sproles projected for the halfback Did you really? I'm sorry, man. I did have a
5: fumble. fumble Very,
4: (laughs) very precise
2: (laughs) predictions from Elliott Harrison. All right, Adam Rick, Mike Wallace. (laughs) Mike Wallace is scoring well. He's taking on Oakland. You're thinking, ah, this is a great matchup. Are you? But how much hesitation do you
4: have Oakland's a little bit tougher against the uh, fantasy receivers than you would think. A, A lot of it, of course, could be that these teams are playing shorter games against the Raiders and trying to bleed out the clock late because of the, uh, the one-sidedness. And I look at this, Mike Wallace hasn't played too well on the road, especially not, you know, in these type of games. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of hesitation there. But I'm still going with them. This game's going to be a lot closer than people are giving them credit for. The Raiders are getting better week by week. So this game, and especially with everything that's been going on in Miami, the mind games that are going on, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more passing than people are anticipating. So I feel you can be safe Going with Mike Wallace, he's been, he's been pretty good. And, Elliot, I, I think I'm, I, I might have one up you here. I'm going to go 98 receiving <laughs> yards. He catches a two-point conversion. He catches that, a two-point That's yeah. what's going to push him up. That's uh, what's going to be the big game. So, good. if you're in one of those leagues where you get bonus points for uh, 100 yards, you're just going to fall a bit off. I agree. But you get the two points on the two-point conversion. Chuck Clay gets the touchdown.
5: And then Mike Wallace gets a two. Because it's going to be a closer game. I agree with you. You know doing. why? Because Mike Wallace sure can't catch anything over 20 yards. So I think oh. a two point conversion is oh. right in he and Tannehill's wheelhouse.
4: <laughs> so mean. Perfect projection. Uh, why would you
5: do that? Uh, listen, let's, uh, let's transition to a, a tight end.
2: Martellus Bennett has been going off 161 yards, four touchdown, uh, touchdowns. He's the second best fantasy tight end in the game right now. He takes on Green Bay this week. Like Oakland Fabs off the cuff, it doesn't seem like a tough matchup, but. The numbers tell us a little something different. but It's still September, right? I know we're not in the summer. It's fall.
3: It, we're still in September, right? It's not October. We are, yes. Okay, so in September, you start <laughs> Martellus Bennett. Ten okay. touchdowns in his last 11 September games. So, to me, it's a no-brainer, especially with six teams off, and the tie position is a miserable mess right now for fantasy owners with all the injuries. And, of course, the projection includes a touchdown for
2: Martellus Bennett because it's September and uh, October 1st, I'm trading him. <laughs> October 1st, you got a small fist pump out of, or fist pump rather, out of Adam Rank. Well, uh, I'm it, starting it, him, so
4: it, I just assume he's going to automatically. Get there you the go. And it, and it should be
2: noted, Green Bay is the stingiest defense they to haven't fantasy tight ends. Any good tight ends this year? Very good point. Uh, Nobody. Hackers. All right, ahead on NFL Fantasy Live, it's one of the most popular segments of all time in fantasy football. We're talking about Michael Fabiano, We're talking about his starts and sits for Week Four. Should you start or should you sit, Darren Spruels? fab so tell
1: us coming up think you can top the legends of the game? Well, you need to try NFL.com's new record-breaker fantasy game. All you do is pick a player each week to accumulate stats and try to beat an all-time record. For example, Peyton Manning's 55 passing touchdowns. Each week you pick a quarterback and by season's end see if you can beat 55. Check it out at NFL.com recordbreaker We're going to try and give you a leg up here, people, on the record-breakers game here on NFL Fantasy Live. Ellie, Peyton Manning holds the record for single-season passing yards with five that averages out to over 340 yards per game. Who has the best shot at beating that mark this week?
5: I like Drew Brees, guys. I really, really do. Yes, and I have to say that the music for the record breaker sounds like when Drago was working out in the montage uh, with all the equipment. It the got me, best got me pumped up. up. Uh, Drew Brees is going to be pumped up because he's done well against Dallas. You know, last time they played, he put up a monster. Monster game, 392 yards and four touchdowns. That Dallas defense is terrible. And, oh, by the way, I get that Manny's got the record, but the real record, Dan Marino 1984 when all the rules weren't geared towards the passing game. Just saying.
1: You're not nope. concerned about him on the road?
5: No, nope. nope. okay. No, I know we talked it's about that earlier stadium. in the show. Oh, yeah, I don't think the Cowboys have any home field advantage. Do you? No. in that park? No, it, I mean, the other team has the home
1: field yes. advantage it's
5: looked like this season.
1: All right, let's move on now. We need more than 130 rushing yards to keep pace with Eric Dickerson's record. Who is right. your pick of the running backs, Adam?
4: I'm going to take Matt Forte because he's been a little bit down this year, fantasy-wise. I imagine him in the beginning of Rocky III when Clubber Lang's like training to try to work himself (laughs) up the ranks and then finally he just comes out and has that huge fight against Rocky Balboa in their first match so I see Forte doing it plus he's got a pretty good history against the Packers he's gotten to this defense before. I really like I really like this matchup. So of course, Matt Forte is my guy.
5: So yeah. you're talking about the part where they dub the Gorilla War
0: roar yeah. and slow motion? Can we say mo- focused <laughs> story yes. time over here? <laughs> but yes, as, as we said earlier,
1: he, he's owned that matchup against Green Bay. They do. Calvin Johnson holds the NFL single season receiving yardage record. If you're trying to match that pace on record breaker game, who would you pick here, Elliot?
5: I would pick same matchup. I'm going Des Bryant. So the other against, side of the yeah? Matchup. Why not? Des Bryant's career high game was actually against the Saints in 2012. But that's That's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I think the Saints are going to have trouble with him. I'm predicting that Dallas is going to run the ball and come out to Jason Witten early, get those safeties involved in coverage, and then when they get Dez isolated in the corners, mismatch all over the place. I think Dez puts up close to two bills. Give him at least 170. Adam. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I like this, Brian, in this matchup.
1: Stat girl just checked in. The Saints D allowed the most <laughs> receiving yards to wide receivers this year. Yeah, that was I quick.
4: Was, yeah, the, no surprise. The, the big surprise was that he didn't make another Rocky reference.
1: Yes, yes. That's the Don't so I'm worry. I'm waiting on you here. You know, there's still time. In 2013, Peyton Manning averaged 3.4 passing touchdowns per game to set the record at 55. Adam, who might throw – three or more over the weekend I
4: like Nick Foles in this matchup the Eagles offense is just hot firing in all yeah. cylinders and I really like everything that they're doing so Nick it's a great matchup the 49ers as we said earlier in the show you can get loose on this defense it's not the 49ers that we remember from the last couple of years teams have been throwing on them you mentioned or you mentioned Jay Cutler throwing four touchdowns mm-hmm. on them on Sunday night a couple of weeks ago and I really like Nick Foles and I think if you make a movie of Nick Foles' life, I would have Kevin Connolly play him. Oh my Incidentally, he was in Rocky Five. Oh he was one of the gosh. kids who beat up Rocky's kid.
1: And back to football, <laughs> Drew Stanton was able to get it done uh, against. A lot of this, teams, A lot teams team have had success well. there. Yes, against, with some rookie the receivers there. All right, some bold predictions, gentlemen, and some movie references. Thanks for that <laughs> pop culture from Elliot and Adam. Let's send it over to James and Fabs for the week's <laughs> best starts and sits. Hello, guys.
2: Rocky Three was covered. Rocky Four was covered. Rocky Five. Was I can't believe that well. Adam even watched Rocky Five. It was so bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right, wrapping up here with Michael Fabiano with some starts and sits for week four. All right, Fabs, we talked a lot about defenses today. Uh, we've got some defenses here on your starts and sits th- for this weekend. Uh, who do you like? Who do you not like? Well, the Bolts going up against Jacksonville, that's a no-brainer. And I also like the
3: Indianapolis Colts we are not on this list, but if Charlie Whitehurst is a quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, then pick up the Colts and play them. Uh, even though the Colts have not been too good defensively this year? Uh, it doesn't matter to me because bad defenses doesn't mean bad in fantasy necessarily. Very good point. All right, let's talk about tight ends. Here's a Board of your starts and sits at the tight end position. Right, Martellus Bennett, it's September. I'm starting him. That's just the way that things go. Antonio Gates with a great matchup against Jacksonville. I said to sit him last week. This week yep. I say to play him. Sit Heath Miller, Jason Witten, who has not done anything, no touchdowns in his career against the New Orleans Saints. What is your prediction for Travis Kelsey? My prediction? pain. Nice! We had to get another Rocky reference in there. (laughs) Travis Kelsey is going to be picked up and started in a lot of fantasy leagues this week. There's no question about it. And he's still out there, but I don't like the matchup on Monday night against the Patriots. They've given up the third fewest fantasy points in tight ends this year. They've only allowed an average of 168 receiving yards this year, too. So, although Kelsey's a nice option because it's just so thin out there at the tight end position... I don't like the matchup at all. Take us through your wide receivers list here. Michael Crabtree has been good the last two games, a touchdown in each. Jeremy Macklin's become a must start. Julian Edelman, I love him. I'm running out against Kansas City. I have Kevin Benjamin as a sit because I think the Ravens are really tough. Against the pass, especially at home. Eric Decker's forever on my sit and listen until he does anything. And Vincent Jackson, another guy that I'm trying to avoid. Not good on the road in his career, at least lately. Can we talk about the kid out of Cal? Keenan Allen. Let's do it. And he's been awful. I mean, listen, uh, make make no bones about it. He has not been good. Sophomore campaign. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull any punches here. Okay. Kelsey, uh, I'm sorry, Keenan Allen, has got a great matchup. Okay, the Jaguars, one of the worst defenses in the league, and he has three touchdowns in his last four home games. The Jaguars have given up the most fantasy points uh, to quarterbacks, which means it's going to be a big game for Phillip Rivers, and I think it's
2: going to be a big game for Keenan Allen as well. Uh, very quickly, let's talk about your running backs here. Uh, I see stardom Frank Gore coming off of that terrible performance. Three of his four games
3: career against the Eagles, he's rushed for 100 yards. Matt is a great sleeper. I like Pierre Thomas against Dallas. Sit him. Reggie Bush against the Jets. You're pointing that finger at me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but go ahead. And what's going on? What's your point here? Let's The let's big go.
2: name on this list, man. Darren Sproles. You're sitting him? Well...
3: You've got six teams off, so most people can't afford to sit in. Right. If you're in a PPR league, it's a different story. But listen to these numbers, okay? No touchdowns in his last six road games against the NFC. Fewer than 70 scrimmage yards and no touchdowns in three career games against the 49ers. Interesting. And the 49ers have given up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. And you know how many points Sproles had last week? Uh, less than five. It was not good. He had two points last week. Yikes. And so... He's, he's not a guarantee to put up big numbers just because he had
2: that huge game against the Colts. Good so, one. I think Sproles is a guy who's a risk this week. He might even be dependent on touchdowns, if you if you could say that or not. All right, how about your quarterback list very quickly here? Kaepernick
3: hasn't been good at home, but, I mean, how can you ignore that matchup against the Eagles? Rivers, no-brainer. Big Ben has been awesome at home against NFC teams. Guys I'm sitting, Tom Brady, Ryan Tate. I know there's not a lot of big names on here. Cam Newton, but- you probably have to play but in he's, Baltimore, he's tough top quarterback. Oh, yeah. It's hard, though, because you've got so many teams off, and, and I can't go out and tell people to sit guys who are not started in fantasy leagues anyways, but I'm also not going to tell people to sit
2: them just because they're big names. Michael Fabiano, I'm James Coe. For the guys, that's it for us today. Friday, NFL Fantasy Live returns with must-play fantasy matchups for Sunday. Check us out at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now and 5
0: p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We'll see you then. green irish shop now at a store near you they say
1: every dog has its day but when you're lulu and your parents drive a camry every day is your day the roomy rear seat is the perfect whoa is that the dog park backseat besties it's a camry vibe the all-new all-hybrid camry toyota let's go places your credit card should match your lifestyle at kemba financial credit union choose a card with benefits that work for you for a limited time all cards have two percent cash back on purchases and zero percent interest on balance transfers for a year Apply at comma.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.